This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Behind the net, Thomas lets it go. All the way to the point. Krug leaves it, so it's a 2-1-1. Quinn carries up the ice. Quinn fakes it, shoots it, scores! The mighty Quinn puts it in for the Sabres' sixth of the night. Well, that was the sixth of six Buffalo goals in this one tonight. A celebratory mood down here at KeyBank Center as the Sabres roll the Blues by a 6-2 to two final. As we welcome you back to the press box here at KeyBank Center, I'm Brian Colziel here along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Buffalo getting two goals from Jeff Skinner, two goals from Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins, Victor Olison along the way. Some big goaltending in the third period from Uka Pekka Lukanen. And the crowd into it on 90s night here tonight. The black and red Goathead uniforms on display and fans were into it from start to finish. A great night here on Thanksgiving Eve to be downtown in the building. And the Sabres win it by a score of 6-2 to two for their second straight victory. We welcome you here into the postgame. I'm Brian Colziel. Coming up in just a moment, we'll be heading out to the Sabres dressing room. Paul Hamilton is awaiting outside to head in to talk to the winning players from this one as the Sabres have now put together 13 goals in their last two games after losing eight in a row before that. So a turnaround, nevertheless, here quickly for Buffalo. They have just gotten back to their game. They have gotten back to the energy and the puck possession and the relentlessness that we saw in those first ten games when the Sabres went 7-3. and three. And then it seemed to still be there in terms of that energy and that effort for at least the first couple of games of the losing streak when they lost to Carolina, lost to Tampa, but they were very shorthanded in those games. No Matias Samuelson, one of those games without Rasmus Dahlin, uh, out with some forwards as well. Uh, Then I thought some good efforts against Vegas and Boston, but those teams may be the best two in the NHL. But then the stumbles against Arizona and Vancouver and the bad games in Ottawa and Toronto, and you're thinking, like, oh, my goodness, is this season going to get away from you? Now the Sabres still have a lot of work to do to make up for that eight-game losing streak. In that eight-game losing streak, the big piece of it, too, they got no points. They never lost in overtime. They never lost in a shootout. Sabres this year still have not had a loss in OT or a shootout yet. So a, a clean slate in terms of their record. But uh, from 7-3 and three to 7-11, and 11, and now 9-11. and 11. So we'll update you on the standings here as Buffalo wins it tonight by a score of 6 to two but to me the energy in the building tonight I know a lot of build up about the jerseys tonight and 90s night and it's Thanksgiving Eve of course everybody's in a good mood here tonight so this is one of the more I think uh, popular nights to be in the building of the entire season 
But the fact that they had the jerseys going on, the crowd was just really good. Now, the Sabres, of course, gave them reason to be into it. The opening shift, Skinner scores 18 seconds in on a really nice shot high up under the bar. And that really just said, okay, we're going to keep up with where you left off last night. Paul Hamilton said, hey, just pick up with where you left off last night if you can do it. Well, they did. They scored on the opening shift. And that really got things going. The Sabres honestly could have had 10 tonight. Tage had the move of the night and didn't score, hit a post. Quinn hit a post. Paterka hit a crossbar. Quinn had missed a tap-in before he ended up getting two goals. So a, a night that I thought the Sabres were definitely the better team. I thought Lukanen was definitely better than Bennington. The Sabres earned their goals, but uh, he got a little help. Okay, let's go to Ukapeka Lukanen, live first in the locker room with Paul Hamilton. The fans are chanting your name the way they were tonight. What is that? Did you notice that as a goaltender, or was it Um, Yeah, of course you notice it, and... Uh, I think overall it was great to you know see how many fans we had tonight and I think that's you know big lift for the whole team and we always appreciate that so um, you know uh, most of all you know when you when you play well that you know fills up your confidence but uh, it always helps when the fans are back in Europe. So Uko you do get energy off of that when they, and they show up and, and cheer like they did and just the whole feeling the electric the building you do draw energy from that? Yeah everybody does uh, and the whole team you know it's so much appreciation towards the fans here and uh, you know, uh, probably they're one of the best fans in the in the whole league. So you know, it's always uh, always nice uh, when the when the turn up is that uh, turn up is that big. So uh, as I said, it helps. Did you feel right away you were on your game? I mean, you were making saves right away, and you made a lot of big ones throughout the game. Uh, did you feel? Were you feeling it right away? Yeah. Uh, you know, as I said, it was it was pretty fast tonight. Uh, I feel like the game overall uh, end to end game at the especially in the third, but. Uh, the first period, you know, I uh, got into the rhythm pretty well. Uh, and uh, as I said, it helps to make those saves and kind of build up your confidence from there. And, um, you know, we talked about the fans, so uh, it helps when they, when they turn up like that and uh, you kind of get the energy from them too. So uh, that helps from the start. How about the team last two nights in front of Craig and then in front of you tonight? Uh, the, when they play like that, does it make your job easier? Yeah, of course. And uh, especially back-to-back like this and uh, me playing the second one, I, it's, it's so... Nice to see how the team, you know, turned out today. And uh, right from the start, we were, you know, uh, on our toes and ready to play. So uh, that was really, really nice to see. Have you gotten that, that Lucas chant before? Have you gotten that? No, no, first time, <laughs> as, as far as I remember. Samuelson's been back to you. You played with him down in Rochester. What does he mean to the defense and you when he's out in front of you like that? You know, he's really solid defenseman. And, you know, it's as a goalie, you love to play uh, with a defenseman like that. And, uh you know, he's really, really good guy, uh, guy on, on and off the ice. So I think he comes to play down uh, for me too. So, you know, it's really nice to play with him. We'll go back and looking in on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you. Looking in 34 saves. I thought he was excellent tonight too. Really saw the puck well. Uh, in the third period, St. Louis could have made it interesting. They had a couple of good opportunities, and Lukanen really stood tall. Uh, the one that actually went in, a clear off sides. Kudos to the Sabres coaches for being on that right away. Back down to the room. Jack Quinn had two goals. He's now live with Paul. Yeah. Just can you kind of take me through that, what you saw in there? Uh, yeah, I think I, um, the D kind of pinched. We were able to get by him, and I saw JJ coming off the bench. So um, just tried to slow up a little, see if I could hit him back door, and the D kind of slid to take the, the lane away. Uh, the puck actually hopped on me a little, but I was able to kind of get a shot off and uh, found its way in. Jack, did you realize he was a forward and not a defenseman? Um, on the two-on-one? Yeah. I didn't even know. I actually know. Oh. 
How's that going to help your confidence, do you think, now that, you know, a couple, because you had some great chances in this game, and you really created, were going well, it wasn't going in for you. Now that you've gotten to, does that help you now? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, anytime you kind of see the puck on the net, it, um, you know, you get a little jump in your step and things start coming a little easier. So um, it's always nice when you see one go in. Did you feel a goal coming almost? I mean, just the way you've played the last couple, especially early tonight, it felt like you were going to score sooner than later. Did you feel that? Yeah, you had the feeling. Of, I had the feeling a little bit of, of that just because of uh, how well our line was playing and how many chances we were getting. Um, you know, at one point, at one point, you, you're hoping one's going to go in when you when you get that many looks like we were getting. So, um, just tried to stick with it. And, What's been the key for your line the past two nights? Where you, you've played well as a line for two nights now. What's been the key? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think as a line we work really well together. We have a lot of chemistry, and um, on top of that, we're just competing and we're. Uh, winning our battles and getting turnovers and um, you know shift after shift, so we're able to to build momentum and and the chances are coming, which is great. How much is it? How much you guys notice the crowd tonight? Uh, a ton. It was it was awesome. Uh, they were super loud and yeah, it was a blast to play in, in front of. What did you think of the transfer? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, we were uh, joining in a little bit on the bench. <laughs> what kind of goaltender is he? What makes him reliable back there? I mean. He's just uh, he's a stud back there. He's a big guy, super athletic, and um, I've been able to play him the last two years, so I know how good he is, so it's no surprise. You know, he... Jack Quinn in the postgame. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Quinn with his second and third of the season. He hit the post of the first period, missed, I thought, a tap in the third period, and then eventually got those two goals. But that line is fun with uh, he and Cousins and Paterka all together, I mean, obviously the top line seems to be dominating play right now with Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner, but uh, I know fans are really loving the, the, the on a team that's super young to have a kid line, I guess maybe you got to describe it, but yeah, Cousins, Quinn, Paterka have been very, very good and exciting to watch here over these last couple of games, and Paterka's been actually the one that's been the best at finishing out of the group. Cousins got in on the scoring tonight on that three-on-one play, Paterka to Hinestroza to Cousins. And then, of course, Quinn coming through with two goals. Uh, Paterka himself, to me, you know, out of these three, seems to be the most polished finisher. But Cousins has created a ton of chances this year. His energy that, you know, we say is a positive of his game has been on display. Cousins actually, I think, has had a couple of bad bounces in terms of goals going off of him into his own net this year. Uh, Good to see, I think, for Cousins to be able to finish one there. He got his fifth of the year, and then, of course, Quinn got two more as this game ends up going to a 6-2 to two final. Next up for the Sabres, New Jersey and the Red Hot Devils. They were losing last check against the Leafs. We'll get a final score here coming up in just a little bit with Pat, but uh, we know Lindy Ruff behind the bench has New Jersey in first place in the Metro. They've been playing very, very well as of late. All right, we are going to go down to the room here in just a moment. One more before we uh, get our break in here, but the Sabres, again, New Jersey up next on Friday. Uh, that'll be anchoring uh, Thanksgiving with the, the game here tonight. But a real, real good vibe in the crowd tonight. You could just sense it throughout. If you're in the building and you're listening now, if you just maybe got back to your car, uh, I would definitely have to say you got to feel like you got your money's worth tonight. It was a really, really fun atmosphere in this building tonight. Um, other things to look at here as we get our final stats of the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. In terms of ice time, Owen Power led the way, 25-12. Rasmus Dahlin second on the team, 24-36. Dylan Cousins, we talked about that line, those chances, six shots on goal. He led all players 
Skinner, who had two goals, ended up with four shots. And Jack Quinn, also two goals, ends up with four shots to lead the way for the Sabres. Other stats to look at, Lukanen to me again, I thought very good. In the third period, Lukanen faced 13 shots when St. Louis, if they were going to make it a game, we thought maybe when Buchnevich scored initially to cut it to 4-2, it could have been close, but it was offsides. All right, down to the room. Jeff Skinner now live. Jeff, what did you think of the atmosphere throughout that game? Yeah, it was great. I think uh, obviously we, we got a good start and got them into it right away, so... Um, Obviously, a, a lot of build-up and, and a lot of excitement coming into it, and uh, yeah, especially for us, I think coming on a back to off a back-to-back, it's uh, it's nice to get that energy right away. How much do you think you just caught Bennington by surprise in that first goal? Uh yeah, maybe. I think I, I don't know. I think uh, Tucky did a good job getting it back behind the net, and then yeah, I, I think I come around, and um, I think Tom maybe a driving back door, so I just just see a little bit of space there and, and just try and try and hit my spot. What's been the biggest difference between what was going on before in the last two games for the hockey team? Uh, I think a lot of things. I mean, I think for us, the last two games, we've had contributions from everyone. Obviously, um, tonight, UPL's, UPL's made some great saves at, at big big moments, I think. And um, special teams have, have been a little better for us the last couple of games. Um, and and we've just been getting to our game, I think. It's, it's, it's a tough league. It's... Uh, it's going to be tough some nights, and, and you're going to go through sort of different different types of games, different types of adversity, and you just have to battle it, battle through that. And uh, hopefully now we can keep this one rolling for a bit. How much does Samuelson mean to this team? Yeah, he's huge. He's got a big presence back there. Obviously, he plays a lot of minutes against the team's top lines. Uh, him and Dallas have some good chemistry, I think, and um, having him back there, I think, is 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 a big part of our team. What's it? Luka Peck is on his game like he was tonight. Just what, what vibe does he give off, I guess? Yeah, he was real good. I think uh, for me, just he made some big saves at big moments. I think that's what you need. I think they had some power plays. They, they were working it around pretty well. And um, when we needed that stop, he, he made it. And, and I think it didn't give, give him any rebounds. I think he, he sort of uh, smothered everything that kind of came his way. So um, especially on a back-to-back there, you get to sort of run around your own zone and you try and – Need, need sort of that big save to, or that whistle to calm things down. He, he, he gave it to us uh, a, a, a lot of times tonight. Do you believe in streaks, like for yourself? I mean, here you are, seven points in two games. I mean, just as hot as you possibly can be. Do you believe in that kind of thing? Um, I guess right now I should, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think for me, like, when when guys have success, it's it's because the line's playing well or, or the team's playing well. I think the last two games we've played well as a team and, and our line's been clicking pretty well. Couple, couple of them are down on the power play. Um, so when when a power play is clicking, when guys are playing well and, and guys are sort of feeding off each other, that that kind of thing happens. And I think you just try and keep it going as, as a group. What you see from Jack Quentin? Oh, really nice. I think he's been sort of all over it last last few games. I think he's got some good chances. He's he's hard on the puck. Um, it really nice to see him sort of uh, sort of pay uh, get paid off there with with two really nice goals, obviously. Jeff, it's just a jersey, but at the same time, you guys have been talking about it for months, and the fans have been talking about this night. I mean, what did that do for this night? It, was, it wasn't just another game in November at all. Yeah, no, I think you feel a little bit more excitement in the building. Um, obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the, the build-up for it. Um, and we all live here, right? We're a part of the community, so I think for us, it's 
it's inevitable that that's going to catch up into the to the locker room, and, and guys are going to feed off that excitement. Um, I saw Tucky's suit today. He brought it. He brought a nice suit to the game. Um, maybe we fit off that. Maybe we have to wear that suit more often. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Skinner on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. There, thank you very much. There with tonight's first star, Jeff Skinner. He's our electric player of the game tonight. Two goals. It's brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. So Skinner, star number one. Lucan in with 34 saves, star number two. And Jack Quinn with two goals in the third period, star number three, as Buffalo finishes off St. Louis tonight by a final score of 6-2 to two in front of 17,302. Buffalo's next home game will be Friday night. If you're coming to the arena, 8 p.m. puck drop. So you've got a little bit extra time to do your dinner festivities ahead of time if you want to do so. We'll have pregame at 7 right here on the Sabres Radio Network. All right, at this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliates. If you want to keep listening, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. Coming up, Don Granato, his live postgame comments, more highlights, scoreboard check, standings update, Paul Hamilton's take, all on the way here on Thanksgiving Eve from Key Bank Center. Final score, Buffalo 6, St. Louis 2. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Pekka in a big save there. It's our save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 6-2 Buffalo. Let's head live to Sabres head coach Don Granato. Playing on your toes, which we didn't see much of during the previous eight. It, it, it was, first of all, the energy was, was great. Uh, in a back-to-back, I think we talked about a pregame that we felt there was a good chance our guys would be energized from last night and feed off that and Skinner scores right away. Uh, and there's that enthusiasm. So the guys, the guys were very excited going into tonight, knowing what the night was. Um, you know, there was lots of chatter about the uniforms and the history of the team and, and the franchise, and uh, our guys love that stuff, and they, they, they felt it tonight, and I think the crowd was incredible in helping that. Um, I just asked, was that the wave that was going on? Because it was, it was almost a distraction on the bench. It was different different level of noise. Um, but it was a pretty neat environment, and, and I know our guys feed, feed and fed off of that. Coach, Jack went in the lineup tonight, two goals. Talk about his performance. Yeah, Jack has been, uh, the last two games especially, uh, battling hard, winning puck battles, uh, much more sure of himself. He's, he's really progressed over the last few weeks. I spoke this morning about you know, the work Matt Ellis and Jason Christie have done with him. Uh, and he's obviously done with himself. He, he's he's continued to make him. He continues to make himself a better hockey player as he did prior to us even drafting him. Uh, but that work is is uh, paying off at a rapid pace right now. Great chemistry with uh, him, Cousins, and Paterka. I thought that line was outstanding last night, uh, and again tonight. Um, they're all very intelligent, intuitive hockey players, and their confidence is growing rapidly. Uh, they were able to, like in the third period, I thought to myself, 
it's starting to look like you did play last night. They, they were putting some pressure on uh, Lucan, and he's making some great saves. But then you got out of it. It just seemed like, no, all right, that's enough of that. And it seemed like you started moving back, maybe got your mojo back a little bit. Is, yeah. is that the way you saw it? Yeah, I, I think there were a couple uh, series late in the second period or, or the last part of the second period. Uh, we were out chancing them early in the period and through most of the period, and then all of a sudden it was a barrage against us. And, and uh, I think I think UPL stood up and saved us at that point, which, which you want. You know, you're not going to control the whole game. Not against good hockey teams, it doesn't happen uh, for 60 minutes. And, and when you can't and you lose a little bit of control, you need your goaltender there. And Upi was great, uh, I thought, in that second period because that could have been different going in the locker room in the third. And then uh, in some segments and big saves in the third uh, until we did get back to a rhythm. And then once we got back to a rhythm, I think we finished really strong. I just have some questions about UPL. Tonight in that jersey, the way he played, he looked like a star to me. And you could see the fans really like, I think it was a chant that he said that he even heard that one. It's kind of started tonight for him. Um, just your take on, on what he looked like out there. Well, he's looked at. The, He's progressed from last year to this year. He, he looks like a different athlete. He leaned. His body composition is completely different. He's, he can move and around the net quicker with more agility uh, and, and obviously less fatigue because he's moving more efficiently. And, and obviously he's gained the, the wisdom of experience, uh, playing more games and more minutes in, in Rochester. You know, uh, has really he, – he's – He's used those as opportunities to become better each time he's come back up here. He's very well liked in the room. So as, as well liked as he is by that crowd, uh, the team gave him the player of the game tonight. Uh, and there were guys that had multiple goal games, but they, it went right to him. Uh, so he's very well liked in the room as well. And, and obviously nice to see him uh, embraced because he does he does work very hard. We've seen Jeff get out of the like this before. But when he's going like this, well, he's usually engaged in referees. He's usually engaged in linesmen and, and opposing players, and that's kind of the barometer. When we see him, we see him, you know, that emotional energy just bursting out. Uh, and I and I, I usually get a warning or two from the officials, uh, and there's a lot of beaking going back to the visiting bench or the opposing bench. You know, he's on his game. Uh, that's when he's at his best. He's fully engaged in, in his. His competitiveness just rises in those situations, and obviously, when that happens, you see the talent, um, and, and it's almost coincidental when, when so those you, are going. You on. got all of the above tonight, I assume. All of the above. He was he was dialed in, and I talked to him even before the game and how important this one was, and he was fully engaged. You Well, for goalies, uh, to be well-liked, it probably t it starts with taking a lot of shots after practice that you don't want to take. And, you know, guys want to stay on and, and shoot or go out early and shoot, and they don't want to shoot an open net. And, you know, so, so he's, he thinks way beyond himself. He commits to helping his team get better in those instances, maybe after a long, hard practice. Um, but, but he's just a good guy, a good person. Uh, he's quiet, and, and, uh, but, yeah, it's... You can tell he's a team guy and a good person, and I think that resonates. Coach, you've obviously broken this kid, 13 goals in the last two games. What's the conversations going forward to keep this going? Stay healthy. Bingo. What did you notice about um, the way the 
team responded when Jack finally got that goal after getting so many chances? It seemed like guys were pretty relieved for him. Yeah, the guys get excited for for scoring. It's unbelievable that the, this group is is unique. You know, as a coach, it's really challenging to keep guys happy because you're putting five on the ice, and sometimes it's interpreted that the other fifteen are like, "I'm not good enough to go out in this situation." And so you're, but these guys are are genuinely happy and excited for their teammate in every situation, even if they they were saying we're pulling back, saying, "Whoa, whoa hold up, you're not going. He's going right now." Uh, that that's pretty unique. Um, says a lot about our whole group and, and the people there. So, for Jack, uh, yes, the team was very excited to see him. You could hear it on the bench, and he was he was you know 100 feet away. Were you were you and the team really expecting this Euro soccer level of intensity in the crowd tonight? I mean, it was going to be well, a special night. Well, I was because uh, I've been here and lots of uh, scouting trips here as a, as a pro scout years ago when this place was just raucous and, and most scouts leave the building with two minutes left I can remember getting stuck in the parking lot for more than an hour a couple times because I didn't want to leave you know the atmosphere even as a scout um, so I was very excited tonight personally uh, but the guys have been talking about it for a long time um, so yes there was no question they were they were excited and they as I mentioned they felt the energy in the building from warm-ups on thank you all right there's Sabres head coach Don Granado his live post-game comments Brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tent Star Energy Services. Specialists bringing heat and heat on and off the ice. As uh, we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colsio with you. Sabres win it 6-2 to two over the Blues. New Jersey and Lindy Ruff is in here next on Friday. Uh, we'll take a look at what the Devils did tonight here in just a few moments with our Pat Malacaro. But one comment right toward the end there that I thought was very poignant of what Don Granato has uh, says is the key to success going forward. And he says, quote, stay healthy. Bingo. Yeah, that's a key piece. Having Samuelson back, having Darlene healthy, having Gergensen's back, that, that's a really, really key piece for the Sabres. And they still are, don't have their captain right now either, Kyle Oposo. But Samuelson, I mean, geez, uh, how good has it been to see him back in the lineup in terms of how he makes the team better in so many facets. Rasmus Asplund did miss the game. What the team is saying is a day-to-day injury. Also, Kyle Oposo in that same category, but Oposo now is skating. That's your injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. We're going to get Pat's scores here in one moment, then Paul Hamilton, but let's get the play of the game in, and it's brought to you by NOCO, delivering, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Tons of game play or goals tonight we could go as our play of the game, but we're going to go to the 13:01 mark of period number two, and Jeff Skinner, a real filthy move, and then a backhand up high, his second of the night on the power play to put Buffalo up 4-1. to one. Drop back to Thompson, Tuck is along with him, and he'll take it after it's tipped off the stick of Tate Thompson. This line is dancing. Skinner scores! That was by the entire group. Dan Dunleavy there on the call. Again, our play of the game. Jeff Skinner, his ninth of the season. That made it 4-1. Jack Quinn added two in the third. And Buffalo went on to win it by a 6-2 final. Paul Hamilton coming up here in just one moment. Devils are next. Pat Malacaro. 
They were uh, putting on a barrage of efforts to try to keep their win streak going tonight. I think it came to an end, though, right? I think they're going to be pretty angry coming here on Friday night. Three goals were disallowed. Wow. For the Devils when they lose 2-1 to one to the Maple Leafs tonight. Just reading some of the various reports coming from uh, folks at the game tonight. At one point after the third goal was disallowed, folks throwing things on the ice. The game had to be stopped while uh, the crews cleaned up. So definitely not a happy night at Prudential Center. The 13-game winning streak stops for the Devils. Still 16-4 and on the year, but Toronto gets the 2-1 victory. So, yeah, Friday night it might not be a, a – it might be a team that's looking to, to really get back in the win column and – angry yeah or you say you know what they maybe it's it's a breathe moment and yeah. a chance to get them maybe while they're in the middle of that breath <laughs> yeah and, and you know this the sabers team shouldn't worry about what the other opponent does if the sabers play their game the way they did tonight well then you don't let the other team you know play angry and, and take advantage of you that's right well the whole league's off tomorrow so I believe 30 of the 32 teams are in action tonight. So Yeah, there's a lot still ongoing. Yeah, let's check the scoreboard here officially as we go around the NHL. John Gabriel Peugeot is two goals tonight. Sebastian Ajo the other. The Islanders lead the Oilers 3 to nothing. Four minutes to go in the third period on Long Island. 2-2 Capitals and Flyers are tied with under a minute to go in regulation potentially heading to overtime there while Chicago scores twice in the second period Seth Jones his first of the year on the flip side Jason Robertson's 15th of the season Dallas trails Chicago two to one five minutes to go in the second period just about to drop the puck tonight in Anaheim between the Ducks and the Rangers as New York making a trade with Minnesota uh, Ryan Reeves sent to the wild uh, before that game the Canucks and Avalanche meeting at 10 o'clock tonight while the Kraken and Sharks also meeting at Ottawa is out in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights another 10 o'clock face-off just about to get underway other finals to tell you about as the Coyotes shut out the Hurricanes four to nothing Arizona scoring three times in the third period Montreal, a 3-1 win. They score three times in the third as well. Sam Montembeau makes 30 saves as the Canadiens defeat Columbus 3-1. Red Wings shot out the Predators 3-0, while the Panthers 5-2 winners over the Bruins tonight. Just the third loss of the season for Boston. They are 17-3 through their first 20 games of the year. 6-1, the Wild defeat the Jets. And as we mentioned, the Leafs defeat the Devils tonight 2-1. Same score in a shootout. It was the Penguins over the Flames. And one other note to tell you about, Brian, as the Amherst in action tonight, they took on Providence. The Rochester Americans defeat the Bruins 4-3. All right. Crowd was amazing in here yes. tonight. I know you tweeted about it. We talked about it during intermission. It felt like, I mentioned to you, I said, it's like a playoff game. I said, like, every two minutes the crowd's coming up with a new chant or a new kind of thing whether it was the wave or chanting luke for the upl or let's go buff a lot of different things going on it was everything right it yeah. was the play on the ice 18 seconds in jeff skinner scores you've you had the fans into it the the music tonight the 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 way the scoreboard looked all the different elements of the game uh just really had everyone in a good mood and a in a fun atmosphere and folks were really looking forward to tonight and everything every element of the game really uh allowed the fans to uh have a lot of fun here yeah, as, as we get to our first response from the fans, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Uh, Campy Campbell on Twitter says, Fans, don't ever think that you don't make a difference. Don Granato said the energy was great. He said he knew the guys would be energized. He thought the crowd was incredible in helping in that. So, yes. 
How many times have you and Paul talked about this team feeds off the energy that the fans bring it over the last season plus, whether, whether it was RJ Knight or the Vegas game last year, this team really does feed off it. I would agree. All right, down to the media room. More with Paul Hamilton now as we get his thoughts. Paul, before we break down the game, let's just let's uh, let's just talk about the crowd and the energy. We knew it would be special coming in Thanksgiving Eve, the jerseys, but they were. I mean, from now the Sabers helped in terms of how they played, but from start to finish, I think the crowd was a factor tonight in helping the home team. Yes, and before I get to that, I just wanted to make a comment about the Amherst games for fans driving home that didn't know what Rochester did. They scored with seconds left in the third period to tie the game, and then Weisbuck won it with five seconds left in overtime. So uh, they, they went from a, a loss and no points to tying it very late in the third period and then scoring with five seconds left in the OT to win it. Uh, so their fans in Rochester were also very happy and very yeah. vocal in their game. But here in Buffalo, uh, the Sabres really fed off of it. And again, you know, getting a great start just like they did in Montreal. Now, of course, you, what, you, what happens in Montreal is the other way. You score three goals in the first 213, that group turns on the Canadians. And that's what you want. You know, now, now you've got them, they're booing the Canadians, they're on them, and that type of thing. Well, here you're at home, you, Skinner scores immediately in a great goal, great shot. And now these, these people who came for celebration with a, a jersey and everything, a sellout, Everything that went with this night, whether it was the music that was played or the jerseys or the way the Sabres played, now they're energized, now they're going. And they're, they're playing a team that's won seven in a row, but yet there wasn't one time where I thought to myself, they're in trouble. Yeah, Ever. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, they. You know, it, just, it just seemed like they were fine. Blue score, all right. You know, then they score again offside, you know, even if that counted. I just felt they were okay, you know, and and uh, the, you don't always feel that. Sometimes, especially on a back-to-back, it gets a little dicey, you know, that, and Lukanen, it did get some, somewhat dicey. Lukanen was great, though, made some phenomenal saves, you know, and that's what happened in both games. Yeah, we, there were seven goals and six goals. There was 13 goals in two games, and that was important. But if you're going to win hockey games, you've got to get the big save at the big time. Craig Anderson did it last night, and Uko Pekka-Lukanen did it tonight. Lukanen had to make more big saves than Anderson was forced into, but Lukanen was there for every one. He was huge and showed us why he was their best goaltender in training camp, uh, You know, putting in a performance like that. Yeah, Paul, so Lukanen looks really good. And, you know, we know Craig Anderson has gotten a, a few extra games in here maybe with the injury to Eric Comrie. Uh, would you think it would go back to maybe over these next few weeks where Lukanen plays the amount of games that Comrie did, or do you think it's going to be closer to 50-50? Absolutely. I, I still think they want to play Anderson on rest, and that's why it was set up the way it was. You know, he Lukanen had played in Toronto. Anderson had plenty of rest to go in the first game against Montreal, and then you got a travel day or a travel night with customs. You know, players aren't getting to their homes until 2 o'clock. I don't know how long it takes them to wind down. You know, they're not asleep until 3 or 4. There's no morning skate or anything like that, but still they would rather the youngster take care of that than having a 41-year-old take care of that. So I still think they're going to pay attention to, to you know, how how he's going to play wouldn't shock me to see Lukanen in goal again against the Devils, because it would 
you know, yeah, Anderson would, would be rested. He, he, there was no morning skate today. There'll be no practice tomorrow. There will be for sure a morning skate on Friday. So wouldn't shock me at all to see Lukanen back in goal against the Devils on Friday. 6-2 Sabres beat the Blues for their second straight win, which, of course, comes right at, afterwards of Buffalo losing eight in a row. Paul, Jeff Skinner tonight, all facets of his game going, including, as Don Granado says, engaging with the other team, engaging with the officials, engaging with the crowd. He, uh, he had everything going tonight. You mentioned the goal right away, and then his other goal later was a highlight real goal. You and I have been talking about that for years, even in his 40-goal yeah. year. When he's yakking and in, play, in the other team's face and the whole thing, he's a better player. It, it gets him rolling. It gets the juices flowing. And all of a sudden, you know, he becomes Jeff Skinner again. And, and I agree 100%. And as I said, we've talked about it many times. He's just a different player when he's engaged like that and making the other team worry more about what he's saying than what he's doing. And uh, he is a streaky player. I ask him about it, but, you know, in my opinion, he is. And, wow, seven points in two games? Crazy. I mean, just uh, the streak that he's on now. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. You With goal scores, you ride the wave. I mean, look at what Olison did for a period of time. Got up to nine goals. And today's goal was, what, the first goal in nine games maybe? Eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's another one that all of a sudden the puck goes in the net. Next thing you know, he's got five goals in five games. And uh, then all of a sudden he goes away for a while. So, um, you know, I think Jeff is a streaky type player. And, uh, you know, Don Granato, I think, said it perfectly, uh, you know, how, why he's playing so well. And the uh, the youngster line, Paul, of Cousins, Quinn, Paterka coming through tonight with, uh, what, three goals, at least their own, were in on it. That three-on-one was a beautiful setup for Cousins, and then Quinn gets two more later. Quinn hit the post in the first, missed a tap-in in the second, and then eventually gets the two there. Um, I You know, he obviously was well-deserved to get one here at some point tonight. He had two open nets that he missed, uh, shot wide. And, but that's the thing. He was creating chances. And, and one of the things I talked about in the pregame of the Montreal game last night was you have too many guys who are slumping right now together. Everybody's slumping at that point except for Thompson, Middlestat, and Tuck. Everybody else was, you know, their numbers just weren't there at all. Well, that's ended in a big hurry. And, you know, you talk about youngsters trying to find their way. Well, in the last two games, Paterka and Quinn have found a, a lane and found, you know, started playing better. It's, it, it's, it's hard when you're a fan or whatever to watch. Um, you know, I already got that, you know, Eric Comrie's a bust. Yeah, let's make a judgment after 11 games. Uh, you, you know, that type of a thing. But, you know, they want instant gratification, and it, it's tough. And, I think I would say to any fan who wants to give up on a, a young player quickly, um, just use the example of Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin, three and a half, four years of development before they became what they are right now. And they're still going to get better. They're not, they're not, they haven't reached a peak yet. And, you know, you've got to give time and you've got to understand. And I, you, you can't, put the last 11 years on Kevin Adams and Don Granado. You just can't. It's not fair. They weren't here for it. They have a plan that they firmly believe will work, and they have to stand by it. 
and it gets to a point where you just have to stand by your plan. If it doesn't work, you're not going to be have a job. It's as simple as that. But they believe it will work, and that's with the young players. And to be patient, to you know, it's going to take them a little bit. And here, you know, Paterka did it last year in the AHL. It took him through November into December to get rolling. Once he got rolling, he was flying. And here are the last two games. We'll see how it keeps going. Both Paterka and Quinn have looked great with Dylan Cousins. It's been a great line. And it was so much fun after Quinn's goal to see the three of them, how much fun they were having along the wall there. It, it just shows you how it's not fake what they talk about, of being great friends as a team and rooting for each other. You can't fake what you saw after that goal. And that's the way they are in the locker room. That's the way they are in practice. They just enjoy being around each other. And just the joyfulness the three of them showed after Quinn scored and the way they were laughing and you know, going after him and everything, just, it, it just is another example of fans can see that how, how much they do get along. And, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tedious process, especially when you haven't been in the playoffs for 11 years. But th- these guys, I, I believe, are going to be good hockey players, most of them. Maybe one, you know, you can't bank on all of them being good. One of them probably is going to be a bust at some point. But if you get four out of five or five out of six or whatever to reach their potential, you will get to a point where you're going to be in the playoffs year after year. Paul, enjoy your Thanksgiving tomorrow. Thanks you for all your great work tonight. We'll see you here. Lindy Ruff and the Devils will be in town on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And uh, unless there's a big trade, which I doubt will happen on Thanksgiving, you probably won't hear much from me <laughs> uh, until we head to the morning skate on, on Friday. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you, Paul. Great job tonight. Take care. All right. Paul Hamilton down to the Sabres media room as the Sabres victorious tonight, 6-2, to two, improving their record to 9-11. and 11. What's that mean in the standings? Well, they're still in seventh, but they've closed the gap a little bit on the teams in front of them. Montreal uh, right in front of them with 21 points, Florida 22, Tampa 23, Detroit 24. So at least these teams now, uh, with Buffalo winning two in a row, at least seem like they're somewhat in reach but a lot of work still to do I mean they lost eight in a row and didn't get any loser points even in those losses along the way so it's going to take another really good stretch here not just two wins in a row uh, to get themselves really back you know at the very least you know I don't think anybody expected the Sabres to win the Atlantic this year but I think and I'll say this I'm in this group I did think that we thought they would be at least in the middle of the division and in a race for a playoff spot as Maybe the NFL season came to an end in February. Uh, for them to be in seventh, to me, just that's not enough growth. If they're in the middle, if they're in that four to five range come February, okay, you're in it. You might not be in the top eight, but at least you're in it. And you know, then at least the games are meaningful. As we said, the meaningful games in March, maybe we'll have some this year. Still a long way to go, though. And you know, it's really good how they've played these last two games, but it doesn't erase losing eight in a row for sure too so uh we're not naive of that in terms of where they are in the standings they still have a lot of work to do that'll start friday that's our next broadcast again if you're coming down to KeyBank center it is an 8 p.m puck drop we'll have the pregame at seven uh, right here from KeyBank center and again we want to uh for all of you here from our sabers radio network team we hope everybody has a great thanksgiving tomorrow with your family and friends 
eat well, enjoy the Bills game. Yeah, that's on as well. Uh, on our flagship on WGR, we'll have coverage starting bright and early tomorrow morning. Kickoff at 12.30, Bills and Lions. And then I'll be back with you here Friday with the Sabres and the Devils. Thanks to our crew tonight. TJ Luckman, back in our Amherst studios, our network producer. Thank you, TJ. Crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton. Our pregame show host, Shope and the Bulldog. Our engineer, Tom Maddy, And our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. Again, the final. Sabres 6, Blues 2. Talk to you here Friday night. Devils and Sabres right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Good night, everyone. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 